Stephen, I've got the weight of the world of supporting You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on my shoulders, and I thought maybe, just maybe, to lighten the load on my back, we could give our fellow listeners and enjoyers of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast some ways to help us out. What do you think? Well, I'm not normally in the habit of lightening the load on your back, but, you know, if people want to help us, they sure can. How can they do that, Zach? The first way is to support us on Patreon. If you like what we do here and want to help us take it further and get all kinds of extra content, give us money at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. If you don't want to bear the brunt of our debt, you can appreciate the fruit that we bear to you by going and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Yelp, Google Chrome podcast <laughs> reviewer or whatever you can. And that's going to help us get seen. And the more people see us, the more that we want to be seen and the more that we see you. You can also hang out with us on social media every week over on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at You Can't Disappoint. Also, go ahead and give a subscribe and thumbs up to our YouTube channel where we also post the podcast every week. If you want to hold our hands as we walk down this community memory lane, you should shoot us an email over at Can't Disappoint Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us your MVP, your favorite funniest moment, and trivia for the episode we're about to record, and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah, we don't do the show live, but nice try, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us, and let's get into this week's podcast. Starting on my left with one, your number comes up, you go. Just so you know, Jeff, you are now creating six different timelines. Of course I am, Abed. Two. One, two. Annie. Okay, fine. I guess I'm going down. All this talk of going down. Did you guys know I had sex with Eartha Kitt in an airplane bathroom? Oh, oh we're about to eat. Name dropping comes up organically. I'm checking on my pies. Pass! No. Uh, how should we start this some bitch? I've been excited to do this today and yesterday. Yeah, me too. I was looking forward to it. I always have... So we, we record and do all of our stuff on Thursday, and then I get kind of... Not worn out of doing this, but worn out from doing this on mm -hmm. Thursday. So then I kind of forget about it for a couple of days. And yeah. then Tuesday comes around, and I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be fun. I'm going to get to hang out with Steven. So today and yesterday, I've been looking forward to it. It always brighten, brightens my week. I know. I, it's it's a fun thing. I, I love you, buddy. That was a f***ing weird way to start this. <laughs> uh, how can we take it back a few a few steps? Shake them up, shake them up, shake them. Seven. Seven eleven. Okay. Seven eleven. I guess that's Seven even brand. back door, little Joe. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everybody. We're back for the 50-something episode of this show. It's crazy. Uh, we're getting very, very close to the halfway point through community. I think we've just got maybe two episodes after this one is the halfway point of the series. Whoa, whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, whoa, we're sitting on a chair. Welcome to another episode of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast um, here on NPR. I am Steven, um, and, and that's, that's, that's that curly-headed cutie over there. Was that your joke? No, that was not my real intro. I just accidentally said my name. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. I'm Zach, and did I forget to refill the toilet olives? <laughs> Hold on, let me pull mine up. 
Oh, that's okay, because I have two. Hi, oh, I'm Zach it. in Makeout 101. More dad talk. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Steven, and my co-host is super cool and sexy. Super sexy cool. <laughs> <laughs> Overselling it. Uh, <laughs> nice. Welcome to this show, everyone. It's brought to you by our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash Podcast. your one-stop shop for giving us money in exchange for more content. Uh, those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, and... Melissa LaPena, we're very thankful for you guys, and please, uh, if you enjoy what we're doing here, consider supporting us over there. And also Those are kisses out, for our patrons. As always, to the man who gets more kisses than anyone I could ever... I don't know. I, we kiss him <laughs> a lot. Our community papa at Communities on Twitter, thanks for supporting our show by sharing it with your loyal fan base every week. It means a lot to us. I don't remember what we said last week that made him tweet uh, it about it. It was something about uh, like being stuck in a membrane sack when we, ah, when we didn't alien like that one, style huh? came out of his chest. No. Mm. No, I, I don't think he liked that one because, come on, Steven, don't make jokes. When when we were born from communities on Twitter, it was a traditional vaginal birth. Uh, there was no funny business. We were it was at home like, in a like kiddie pool. Like any other human young infant child. Yeah. <laughs> How's your week been? It's been good, busy. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to have the same little dance that we do every week. Yeah, we fun. are. Busy. I uh, I, I went I went home and got to lot. see my mom and my siblings and my grandma and my aunt. Danny came with me. Well, that seems like a A-town. lot of people. And my phone did not make a peep. Well, you see, Zachary, here's the issue at hand is that oh. I had very limited oh, time. Sure. And, and I, I am you. not on the top of your <laughs> list. No, I get it. I get it. It's fine. It's fine. But. When I come uh, later this month, hopefully I'll get to spank you a little. You know what? I, no. You know <laughs> what? No. No, I don't feel weird about it. We hang out all the time. Yeah. I saw you a couple days before then, so you know. Yeah. I have a strict anyway. – the, the restraining orders that we have against each other say that we can see each other once a week visually, virtually, and then once a year in person. Although I we're going to make that twice. We're going to break the law because our, yeah. our love breaks the law. When I see you in September. Yeah, I can't help but think a little bit. Steven and I are going on a vacation together in the middle of September. Just just two boys. Yeah, I was telling somebody I work with. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm super excited. I get to go on a, a trip to Florida. I've never been before. Like, oh, and you and your she, girlfriend going? I was like, oh. Like, in a way. And I was like, um, <laughs> no, she's staying here. And they're like, oh, are you going with your family? And I said, N- no. <laughs> Just, just me in my in my top, and we're gonna, uh, of course, because everything we do must be milked. But also for content, my bottom. We're gonna milk it for some content, mm-hmm. and and not only are Stephen and I going on a a romantic, uh, uh, family friendly <laughs> adventure to the theme parks in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place that Stephen and I are staying in is literally a a, a home <laughs> that's meant for two or three families. <laughs> There's like so Stephen and I will each get like a parent's bed that's like it's it's Star Wars themed actually and one of the beds has like a uh uh Han Solo like I love you I know pillows and Stephen and I are each going to get our get own room of course I I think we'll still choose to sleep in the bunk beds. Well yeah, obviously. 
I think it's going to be really funny, and I can't help but think that there have been times in our lives so far that we've spent a lot of consistent time together, Mm -hmm. but this will be a full week that we'll be together, Yeah, uh, and and I'm sure that something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly. I, I'm just curious about whether we're going to end up in jail, a hospital, mm-hmm. or, or we'll like... We'll probably end up out of jail because of the hospital. Cause we'll, there we go. Yeah. They'll take us straight there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. We're definitely going to... I have some light ideas of some stuff that we're going to do. Uh, so yeah. hang out with us on Patreon because I think that's all going to go up there. Maybe a sort of travel diaries, little mini series. Ooh, should we bring our, our Oculus, our Oculi? And we can be away from each other, but in like the same house, and we can play together. <laughs> sure. Can we We're like literally? We'll have a game room. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll still play the Oculus. We'll play exactly. We'll play Oculus ping pong with each other instead of actually playing what real ping pong. Do you think that we could set it up so that we could like line up the real ping pong table, but yes, have the Oculus ping pong? I don't. And think then we it hit the ball the concurrent. same way. I don't. Know. I think it'll match up. If we clap sync well enough to set up for it. Exactly. The, like, 30-second delay between swinging. Uh. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I want to do some, maybe over on the pre-show on Patreon, we should do some pre-planning. Because one of the main reasons that I wanted to do this with Steven is I f***ing love theme parks. Mm -hmm. And uh, regardless of your uh, stance on, like, the the media on which Disney World and Universal are based on, just like the rides are really, really cool and next level and in a way that you can't experience in the Midwest, even though we've got like great roller coasters. Mm -hmm. It's just some like next level cool stuff. And I love uh, being there, but I also love like being there with someone who hasn't been there before. And I feel like you've got to go check it out. And we're going to go ride some rides. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, as much as I, I think that there are some great roller coasters in the Midwest, the parks don't necessarily have quite the same like magical feel that I feel like Disney and Universal must have. You know, like when you see they Vin do. Diesel They're... standing there, you just can't get the si- that. The size it's of not... four men <laughs> yeah. on Fast and Furious the Ride. Now, when Kings Island like was owned by Nickelodeon, it was by owned by Paramount. They had SpongeBob 3D. That was cool. It's because they had the SpongeBob, it's but it's now nowhere not... near. I'm sure. There are so many things at those parks. You should, guys. If you have, if you haven't been, you, you're missing out. There are so many things. Yeah, that are come like... with us. If you uh, hit the thousand uh, dollar Patreon tier, you can come with us. You can too. help us get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I doubt anyone is, but if anyone that listens is in the Orlando area, we could have a little hangout. A little yeah, little... meet and greet. You can come hang out in our party mansion. There you go. We'll just be the two of us. I don't know. There are so many things, that, and I know you love movies, and specifically some of the movies that they have rides. Mm-hmm. There are some things where once you're in that area, you can't see anything else, and it's just totally immersive. Uh, where it's like you're in a Harry Potter movie. You're in. Well, a Star I was going to say, movie. how annoyed are you going to be when I start uh, only using a British accent when we're in the Harry Potter area? I almost feel like. Okay, so one of the things that you can do, we'll move on soon. Sorry, guys. I one of the things that you can do in the Star Wars area, Stephen is. I know you're a huge Star Wars guy, mm-hmm. and that was the main reason I wanted to do this because mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Star Wars, and um, they have it's really f- expensive. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars. 
But if you pay that much, you get to have a lightsaber experience. Yeah. Where not only do you like get to build and keep a really dope ass lightsaber, you get to like be a part of there it's like a ceremony. You get to be a part of all the all the like uh lore, all of the things that happen in order for someone to get chosen by a lightsaber or whatever. I don't really know the deep yeah. lore, but but it's like a, a, crystal. a really in-depth thing where it's 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 really expensive for the lightsaber, but the experience apparently is something else, and I'd be excited for that. And they kind of have the same thing at Universal. You can wait in line, and they do a wand show in the shop where, like, it's always a kid. But, like, the lights swell up, and it's like the wand calls to you, and you – I don't know. Wow, and the wind blows, and yeah, Hagrid goes – you're a wizard. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said <laughs> shouldn't that. Shouldn't have said that. Oh. And we obviously we don't need to do that because my wand has already chosen you. Uh, hey long yo, and boy did the wind blow on that fateful evening. <laughs> Let's talk about the television program community because it's a a really sanctimonious the right type of word. It's it's I don't know what that it word is. It's a really word. Means. It, it, this is a big <laughs> moment for community and the podcast because we're talking about season three, episode four, remedial chaos theory. Wow. Never heard of her. <laughs> Which is just absolutely, it goes without saying that this is a no brainer for a community Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Like, it might get the most central image uh, on the Mount Rushmore. I was about halfway through the episode today, and I said to Danny, you know how I uh, always um, put my number one as Dungeons & Dragons, and then either this or... Like Epidemiology. Epidemiology as my number two. I was like, like, I I think think this is my new number one. I think I can pretty Hmm. confidently say that, like, it's... And I've, I've seen this episode so many times, but something about, like, watching it in the context of watching everything else, it's just special. It is very special, and so I think this is going to be a really special podcast, so let's get right into it. The episode, Remedial Chaos Theory, it was directed by Jeff Melman, and this is his only directing credit on Hmm. Community, but he directed, I didn't write a list, but he directed a ton of episodes of a ton of classic sitcoms uh, from way back in the day to stuff like I saw, like Everybody Loves Raymond and like Malcolm in the Middle and... All kinds of stuff. Desperate Housewives was something that I saw. We both love Malcolm in the Middle. I love Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. And it was written by a big community name. It was written by Chris McKenna, who previously wrote Communication Studies in the Art of Discourse in Season 1, Anthropology 101, Conspiracy Theories and in Interior Design, mm-hmm. and Paradigms of Human Memory, which I think has a lot of connective tissue to this episode, yeah. in Season 2. And in the future, he goes on to direct digi- or write Digital Exploration of Interior Design in this season, Repilot in Season 5, and Ladders in emotional consequences of broadcast television the series finale in season Mm. six and the episode originally aired on october 13th 2011 nice before we get into what we thought about the episode even though we've kind of begun to let's do some trivia because this is such a special episode i kind of went all out with my trivia i have eight questions for you okay so i originally did six because of the like six timelines right yeah but then i added a seventh because Nice. Okay, so one. I'll give you two. Perfect. What alternative ingredients did Shirley use in her pizza? Ketchup and cream cheese. Great job. Nice. And second one, what's the name of the fake bar Abed made up to keep Jeff free? Oh, that's one of mine. That's Single Malt, Platinum Boobs, and Billiards Club. Well, go ahead and give me one, and I will – either you'll take one of mine or I'll give you two at the end. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what did Troy and Abed have next to their toilet? Oh, uh, well, it's a dish of olives. Yeah. That was one of the, we talked about this on the pre-show that this mm-hmm. time watching this episode that I've maybe seen more than any other episode of Community, there were things I noticed this time for the first time that really made me laugh and the kind of running bit about the dish of toilet olives was one, one of, of my them. favorite. It made me jokes. laugh really hard and I'd never noticed it before. So funny. Okay, uh, what does Pierce know that Yahtzee is truly a copy of? <laughs> uh, Puerto Rican chess. I had it. that one, yeah. I've got three left. How many questions do you have? Oh, I guess I've got five. Okay. <laughs> what are Troy and Abed's bunk beds made of, according to Jeff? Uh, Mahogany? Real mahogany. Real mahogany bunk beds. Go ahead. Um, what does Britta tell Troy she was doing in the bathroom? Washing her hands. Not what I'm looking for. It was a different. It was one of the other times. Yes. Smoking weed, smoking a cigarette. Smoking I don't know. a cigarette is okay. what she said. She was. Is what she was really doing. Mm-hmm. Well, well she, she was or, smoking a, a marijuana cigarette. But yeah, she was, but on the, the joke episode, is that she's trying to look like a filtered cigarette. I don't no, know. she's smoking weed. That's why she comes out all high about the pizza. I know that she came out all high about the pizza. I don't, it, I, maybe it's just because of television standards of what they were you allowed You can't to have show it, yeah, because you can't actually smoke weed. That's why a lot of times they'll show them, like, like duck a smoky their head room. away, and then they'll show, like, either, like, something, like, they don't, yeah, they usually don't show Like that stuff 70s coming. show, The Circle. I was a kid, exactly. never knew they were smoking weed. I never knew either. Okay, what's the pizza guy's name? <laughs> that was the seventh one I added, Toby. Nice. So I'll give you another one. How? Uh, why does Abed hope the timeline where he gets the pizza is the real one? He found a nickel in the hallway. Also, I Great realized job. I had a question I didn't read to you. Okay, so I have ahead. two left. Um, what time did Shirley arrive? Three. Three, correct. Time flies when I'm baking. No, no it, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> How does Abed describe each study group member during his winger speech? And oh. I'll, I'll give away that he did not say anything about Troy. Yeah, he said, Shirley's helpful. No. Similar, but no. Uh, Brit is a wild card. <laughs> yeah, Brit is a wild card. Jeff is the son of a bitch or the ass or whatever he calls him. Is that all you got? Uh, what do you say about Annie? Annie's not brave. It was... Go, <laughs> go for it. Annie is driven. Mm-hmm. Shirley's giving giving pierce will never apologize mm-hmm. britta is a wild card and jeff is a conniving son of a bitch conniving son of a bitch nice what does annie say she'll do if jeff has an abrasion i don't know on that one i'm drawing a blank she would clean it with iodine and apply ice <laughs> nice yeah. my last question for you what is on troy and abed's tv after abed has his darkest timeline dream Oh, Inspector Space Time. There you go. I think nice. you got almost all of them. This I know. You got time. just about all of mine. Do you have one more? No, that was all the ones. You had a couple that I had. Well, nice. Good round. Let's yeah. see what other people sent in for us. All right. Emails. Remedial Chaos Theory. This is from our proud, proud father, Matt from Communities. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Really looking forward to this review. This is easily one of my favorite episodes and arguably one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. If I have to choose an MVP, it has to be Britta. She has to be everything in this episode. Caring friend, high, difficult, and silly. She does everything right. That's a choice MVP. Yeah, good good choice. 
Uh, they normally take a cop out in episodes like this. Like the real MVP was the lesson we learned along the way. You know, so good yeah. job, Dad. Um, just some general trivia. This episode required multiple reshoots over multiple mm-hmm. weeks, and that's why it didn't end up airing when it intended to air. Right. We talked about that a little bit last week, and Dad messaged me to let me know that I was wrong. Uh, it, well, no, because we talked about <laughs> yeah. how the network th- this used to happen a lot, but it was just because of how in-depth this episode went. They were still shooting it and especially still editing it up to when it was originally supposed to air. Do you so think the joke got pushed back a week. at the beginning about, are you sure it's not 304? They said that in the commentary that that's a recorded line that they added to okay. kind of poke fun at how, because 303 was totally was the, the production mm-hmm. code and then it ended up airing fourth. So they, yeah. Yeah. That's yep. funny. Um, there's a conversation that Yvette has in the commentaries about having to go back mm-hmm. for like the third or fourth time to have blood sprayed on her. That yep. obviously got exhausting. I bet. That's a great shot. I've seen this episode so many times, I don't know if my trivia questions are useful because I don't know what people don't know anymore. The mistake yeah. most people make is assuming that the episode is making fun of the things they like in the timelines that don't exist. I'm looking at you, shippers. But Abed is constantly worried about the group holding together, so the alternatives are all things that break the group. Mm-hmm. I also don't know how Dancing Shirley doesn't burn her pies. I ha- have one. Have a great one, guys. Communities, Matt. That's All a good right. point, Matt, because I didn't quite even understand how the pies would have gotten so burnt in the amount of so time fast. it took her yeah. to get the pizza. Wouldn't she have just taken them out? Mm-hmm. when They probably would have been done when she went downstairs or mm-hmm. whatever. She could have just taken it out then. It's true. Um, I all, Okay. Have a great one, guys. Communities, Matt. Trivia. Let's do there, it. So there are questions at the bottom here. Nice. What is the name of the troll? That's not actually in the episode, I don't think, but they talked about it in the commentary, and I don't remember the name. Yeah, I have no idea. They honestly talked about quite a few things that ended up not in the episode on the commentary. Really? And it's amazing that how many things they packed into it that there, and how well it all flows with each other. That there were things filmed that didn't make it. That's wild. Um, what did Shirley make the pizza out of? Ketchup and cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the order of the rolls? Ooh. It's like Annie, Ooh. Shirley, Pierce. Troy is the really bad one. And I think one Britta, I think it's Britta, then Troy, then Abed is last. And then... Then it's Jeff. Jeff. That okay. might be right. That might be right. I think so, because that's one that I thought you were going to ask me, and I was like, I better know. No, I, and I even I was thinking, I was like, when I have to recap this, I better know. I just enjoy this. Well, sure. And I, I hope you do well with that. But this I'm is for gonna. sure an episode that I came up with a lot of trivia questions, but I wasn't, I could spend weeks mm-hmm. studying this episode and all the intricacies of it to put together like a video essay of sorts. And that'd be a fun thing to do, but that's not exactly what we do here, I don't think. Yeah. And, and I can't help when I watch this episode, but to just laugh and feel good and enjoy every second of it that no i wasn't quite as uh looking for all of the the deep layers that this episode has when yeah, I i'm really not time. confident oh he did leave answers it's torg the troll yep named by the cast apparently um ketchup and cream cheese and then the order was two four three six one and five or annie shirley mm-hmm. pierce britta troy and abed you had it just right good nice. job watch me get it wrong though when i do the recap <laughs> okay thank you dad next this email is um called tribby is the uh subject line okay it starts with <clears throat> roxy 
No. Nope. Nope. This one is from Peep Reviews, obviously. Um, what's the pizza guy's name? That's our good friend Toby, right? Yes. Yes. Um, why does Britta hold her regular cigarette like a cop? um because she's not actually as cool and alt as she thinks she is correct what flavor is annie's lip gloss bubblegum i didn't know that nice Mm -hmm. well you've never kissed allison brie um what does shirley call britta after she takes her pie back oh it's a something Uh, skank skank, hippie hippie there's probably a drug addict or something in there i'm not sure something like that in Mm -hmm. some order that's funny. Um, how do you destroy trolls? Uh, by eating them, if mm-hmm. you know anything about defeating trolls. Exactly. Uh, what's on Abed's jammies and what's on Troy's jammies? I don't know this one. I'm not sure either. I want to say someone might have had something space-related. Someone might have had something dinosaur-related, but I'm not I entirely so. sure. Yeah, thanks for the questions, Lil. Eh. <laughs> there was no fun <laughs> little you. anecdote at the end, but oh, I love you, Zach. Um... <laughs> Our next one is from Danny. Hello. I'm so happy I got to send questions this week. Hope y'all are doing great today. This is probably my favorite episode of the entire show. So mm. clever. I absolutely love it and always show it to everyone, even if they're not fans of community. <laughs> I've seen it so many times, and it always makes me super emotional at the end for some reason. Yeah. I'm going to give my MVP to Abed for his delivery okay. of the speech at the end, and because he's a cutie always. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Here are my questions. Sorry for the repeats. Who does Jeff arrive to the apartment with, and how does Troy greet him? Jeff gets there with Pierce. And Troy Is that when says, Troy says, Shay Trobed? Yeah, he says, uh, El Casa Shay's Trobed. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of pop does Abed have? And the princess she put, you're welcome, Stephen, because she called it pop, not Coke. She calls everything Coke for some reason. I really hate that. I, yeah. I know that there's pop and soda, and whichever one of those you choose is kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. But Coke is a type. Is a, it's a, a specific it's a brand. Drink. It's it, Coke is a drink. Yeah. When you say I want a Coke, you get a Coke. Yeah. You don't say I want an orange Coke. If I know. Say, if I, I hear orange, orange Coke, I want to swing. You get a what Coke the with orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she said, Stop "Don't embarrass it. me by saying that." But I absolutely no, it's awful. Embar- yeah. Don't, I don't do like that. that. Mm-hmm. I think less of you now. Yeah. Good. You should significantly. <laughs> uh, what's on Shirley's apron? Didn't know is she it had the one. He is risen apron, or is it is the later? he is risen with the bread. That's cute. Yeah. Um. In how many timelines does Pierce give Troy the doll? Five of the six, right? No, four there's of the least, six. There's one where he's like, "Give it. It looks fun." And there's the and the real one in the end. He throws it away. Uh, I think there's four. Yeah, four. Um. How That's many pizzas question. did they get? Three. Okay. If you're not counting the one Shirley made. Um, what does and Annie call Jeff when Abed calls him out for tricking everyone? What does Annie call Jeff? You, what she call him, a, a wilder, a rascal? I don't know. I'm not sure. She calls him something. Uh, sure big hugs, does. Danny. Thanks, Danny, for writing Good in. questions. Mm-hmm. You stumped us. And does that conclude the segment? That concludes the emails from our friends and family. Well, then, everyone, let's move on to the next thing, something I'm excited to look even more critically at than ever. One of my favorite parts of the episode, and I'm sure it is yours, too. This is a really tough, layered episode. It's hard Mm -hmm. to even describe a a loose plot to someone. You sound like a crazy person in front of, like, uh, uh, 
Chang's Larry Bird cork board <laughs> um, Wait, one second, Zach. I realized I left out a part of um, our dad's email at the oh. very end said, and I should add Jeff is the seventh actual prime timeline. Let's move on. Don't you're not getting out of it. it it's so time. I think we ought to start the show the over. Why don't now. we just move on? We're short on time. Everyone, what? Everyone, let's all find out together. Did Steven Did watch Steven episode? Watch this the week? episode this week. Dot com. Man, you've really got it set out for you this time. Uh, I, as always, I'm rooting for you, but I'm not feeling very confident for you. How are you feeling? Not great. Not great, if I'm being honest. All right, I'm pulling up the clock. Take a couple seconds to situate yourself. And let's do this. Three, two. Excuse me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you tell my body is having visceral reaction to the stress Three, that I feel right two, now? Three, oh, two, one, go. It's housewarming for Troy and Abex. They live together now. Annie and Britta get there, but way after Shirley. Then Jeff and Pierce arrive. Um, then they're going to play some Yahtzee. But who's going to get the pizza? They Nose goes, so they roll a die to see who it's going to be. Annie goes first, and she's a gun in her purse. And uh, Britta smokes weed. Then Shirley goes. And then Pierce goes. And then Britta goes. Then Troy goes, and everything goes to shit. Then Abex goes, and everyone's mad at each Stop. other. No, come on, man. You spent that much time on what order people showed up? Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I get why that would have been a nice thing to fit in, but I would have much rather the time spent on the timelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get anything about, like, the bad <laughs> shit that happens or the darkest timeline. Nothing about, like, Roxanne. No. Uh... <laughs> I got almost nothing about the episode, but, you know... I was very chronological. You were very chronological, kind of, to a point. It's like I turned in a test and all the answers are wrong, and I didn't really fill in the answers, but I have the correct date on it. I gotta give that a D. Yeah, that was really bad. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's not dwell on that. (laughs) Nice try. No one wants the wicked. Let's talk about our favorite funniest moment. And for me, I don't know. I think it's got to be, okay, a little moment that stuck out from this episode for me for years that is a small joke that I've always loved is when Troy walks into the bathroom where Britta's smoking and mm-hmm. she, she says something that undermines Troy, and he's like, oh, I'm a man, and he pulls out a cigarette case, opens it up, puts one in his mouth, Britta goes to light it, and it's a candy <laughs> cigarette that he eats. Yeah, I've I think always that's thought a that fantastic is so funny, joke. so Troy, so I've got to go with that. That's fantastic. I mean, obviously, Troy coming back to everything being, like, burning mm-hmm. and bleeding is, and the is, troll is, is a classic. Is there to find I see that, like, uh, gif used in so many non-community things. It always makes me happy when I see it. Um, and even it, in context, it's way more ridiculous than yeah. the meme lets it be. It's so nuts. It's um, but the, I think the hardest laugh that I had the entire episode, an episode where I laughed consistently pretty much yeah. almost the whole time, right? Yeah. At the very end, when, <laughs> when with his larynx gone, Troy says, clearly you don't understand anything about defeating trolls. And is then his little so tickle face that he makes funny. afterwards. I laugh so hard, Zach. I was like in tears. It makes I just me laugh so really funny. hard the way his yeah, you know, his mouth around it's just, like it was uncomfortable. Donald Glover just nails that, and it's, you know, it's so good. I, I want to say about Troy, 
before this episode this season, I mm-hmm. felt that Choi feels a little off for some reason. Mm. Maybe even in the direction of Donald Glover not putting quite as much of himself yeah. into the show anymore. And then this episode gave me so much good Troy stuff mm-hmm. that I loved. He was so funny all throughout this, this episode. This is one of my favorite Troy really episodes nice of the show. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we think about the episode. So far, season three. This is a three, fancy party, Britta. So far, season three has been mixed. Yeah. And then this is just a perfect episode of television, almost to the point that it feels kind of out of place. <laughs> right? It's, like, so good that I'm like, why why here? Well, obviously, they tortured themselves to make this episode mm-hmm. so good, and they can't do that every week. But when no. they show how truly they can kill anything they set their mind to, it makes the couple of iffy ones even all the more mm-hmm. disappointing. This episode, it's not only is it maybe the best episode of Community, it's also maybe one of the best episodes of television ever. Certainly, I would maybe feel confident saying, and now I haven't seen every episode of every sitcom ever, but I think this might be the best sitcom episode of all time. I'm thinking, and that's there's a real good chance that that's the case. Like if, if I took like the heavy hitters from every sitcom that I really like, I would put this up or above just about all of them. Now it's because community always so effortlessly blends being a sitcom and like playing with the boundaries of what a sitcom can do. Mm -hmm. And never has there been an episode that does it more while still showing and highlighting all of these characters, what makes them great and being hilarious at the same time. And playing around with the structure in a way that's never been done but still feels somewhat comfortable and familiar at the same time. This is such a daring episode of television. This is like absolutely – you know, there there are films that get preserved in the Library of Congress for being significant. I feel like this is that type of of sitcom episode that's like this is about the best of what you can do sitcom-wise. This is about it. This is like tops. It's so good. It's so good. Do you, do you, I want to know, do you remember the first time watching this episode at all? Any I do. initial thoughts from when you first saw it? Were you blown away by it immediate, immediately? Yeah, I thought it was so funny. I just, like, I had never seen the idea of, like, alternate realities done in such a casual and, like, harmless but also, like, substantial way. Because, like, all the other timelines, right, like, the only, I'm, we'll go through the episode, but... There's one where things went really, really bad that had, like, ramifications that, like, you know, come back throughout the show in in a way that's fine. Right. But all in all, there's just little things. Yeah, the other things are just slight differences. I mean, they all go off the rails, but but not in any way different than from what Community typically does. Yeah. Uh, For me, watching this episode the first time, you mentioned how it casually does the multiple... Mm-hmm. timelines i don't think i had ever seen anything do that before watching mm-hmm. this so i think it was confusing for me and then i had a really i, I don't know by the time it was over i was just wow whoa <laughs> i always knew the community was like special and yeah. different than any other sitcom but that episode more than anything before it i think shows that no the people who make this show are geniuses of television yeah not that i didn't know that already but that they are uh, ambitious to Mm -hmm. a point that i had not seen and still have not seen in a sitcom before other than maybe something like the good place 
yeah, I think the the end of season one of The Good Place and like the first part of season two are pretty some hard of the to, most daring television yeah. ever. I remember experiencing season two when it when it like came out with you because mm-hmm. I had and not every finished. Week we were like, what are they gonna do next? And then yeah. the next one would come out and be like, oh my god, what are, <laughs> what they, are they gonna, gonna do, do next? next? Yeah, <laughs> and it eventually kind of tapered out. Mm-hmm. It was it was always phenomenal. It's a good I haven't seen the very last the season way. yet. Oh, it's good, and the ending was really good. Nice, but it definitely is like season one and two are these high highs, and mm-hmm. then it kind of kind of plateaus. But that's not what we're talking about. This episode of Community is so good, and unlike maybe some of the some of the other episodes that are so good of this series that I've seen a bunch of times, mm-hmm. like the paintball one, and maybe like the Dungeons and Dragons one, this one has so much packed into it. That it can be a different ride every time you watch it based on, like, what you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. You could almost watch this episode just focusing on each character each time you watch it and, and the journey that they go on throughout the episode. And It's almost like – it's almost like – this is really weird and not quite right, but it's almost like the story structure – uh, braveness of season four of Arrested Development. Yeah, where it's literally everyone's on their ep- own journey. All in one episode. Yeah. And it's way funnier and way better than that, I think. And I love season four of Arrested and Development. I, I think there's a lot of merit to even doing that, watching the episode multiple times and just focusing on one person's episode because everyone has so much great stuff and so much character work that's like put in. Also, points to this episode because it follows the Chekhov's gun rule which is one yes. of my favorite things in like film and TV and stuff. It's and it's it's really well done here in a literal, really you know, dumb. gun sense in this one, but very funny. But there's not just one Chekhov's gun. There's like six or seven of them, you know, that are kind of brought up in one timeline and then they're actually matter in another one. Present is a yeah. Chekhov's gun. Um, the pies. Pies are a Chekhov's mm-hmm. gun. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of things. So good. I love the Indiana Jones thing. It's 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 so good. Let's tap into it. Let's uh, do it. This episode is genius, and I'd had fun having arguments with you over the last couple of episodes, and that's not going to be this week. There's nothing. I there, I have nothing critical to say about this entire episode. Do no, you? I have nothing bad to say at all. <laughs> I love Troy and Abed's vibe from the beginning of this episode together, and their vibe throughout all of this this uh, housewarming party that they're trying to show off and i've definitely been in situations where i have a new place mm-hmm. that's probably kind of shitty and i'm really excited to show it to all my friends and yeah. i'm really overly eager when they get there obviously not to this point but i almost related a little bit in that oh to totally and you're like they're oh, so look at excited this new stuff britta and annie are like yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool <laughs> but Troy and Abed have committed hard to this party and i love the housewarming party as a loose framing device that allows something like this mm-hmm. episode to happen uh, i i really like the jokes in the beginning about how to have a good party how to be good party guests in the out-of-date book that they <laughs> used to to figure out what they were going to do and, and troy's line about the negro problem yeah. i thought was really really hilarious funny. the delivery from both <laughs> donald and danny throughout it is, is incredible and i'm sure this had to be frustrating mm-hmm. i, I want to talk about something right away because this is not a problem at all with this episode. Uh, Shirley shows up. We we realize that she's been here all day. She's been baking. Do you feel like this is the beginning of the kind of negative trajectory they take with Shirley's character that deduces her to one thing? Because I think it kind of is. I think this is where they, like, tried it for the first time. Yeah. 
they use it for good here, and it, yeah. it's, it's with purpose. That's why I don't have anything to say about this episode. But I almost think after this episode is when we get, oh, Shirley's Christian bakes kids. That's mm-hmm. it. She doesn't really – she's not really one of the girls anymore. She's exactly. just kind of like the other. Uh, what do you think about that? I, I hate that they do that. You know, One of my least favorite things is when – and I guess it's not one of my least favorite things about the show, but I really don't like the Just direction that like the Shirley like Shirley opens up like her baking thing. There's the whole thing in like the cafeteria and all that, mm-hmm. and like I feel like they like are trying to do something with her, but I just think but it's it, kind of more of a like here's something for you to go do so we can tell the stories that we want exactly. Tell. It just it keeps her busy. They so clearly can very well filter Shirley in with the group like they do in this episode. Mm-hmm. And she's just as essential a part of the show as any other character. Exactly. So it's disappointing that they kind of put her on uh, another path. It's not the only character that does it. No. Um, and so that's the only thing. This makes me think about that a little bit. But I think the way she's used in this episode is really great. I think Shirley has some of her funniest bits of the entire series in this episode. Yeah. Hilarious. Here when they're talking about how she's shown up all day and Shirley's time flies when you're baking and Troy's <laughs> through stilted teeth. No, it doesn't. I thought it was really very funny. Mm-hmm. There's also a nice thread with Annie here, and it kind of starts when she talks about the brick that she found that was holding their door open and how that could be unsafe. And mm-hmm. it was there so people can get into their party. Yeah. Uh, Annie has this thread throughout this episode of like a, a, a self uh defense kind of thing because of of how tough the place that she lives is she's yeah. got the gun in her purse she uh notices something like a brick letting people in and not just anybody should be let in i like what they do with annie in this episode a lot after having some issues in the first couple episodes yeah and i think it shows her kind of kind of at, at a a future point from where she was in season two in terms of like deciding okay i am an adult i can take care of myself yeah and now she's actually taking the steps she's to taking do that. care of herself mm-hmm. yeah and it sets up the Chekhov's gun that we'll get a little yeah. bit troy goes to let more people in and put the brick back and abed gives them a tour but he's very quickly like bedroom bathroom no one cares here's my full replica <laughs> of the boulder scene from raiders of the lost ark let's all go look at this this is what i've been <laughs> thinking about all day it's such a little detail that d- d- I don't know. It adds so much to the episode without ever needing to be there. Yeah, I it's it's very funny, and I relate. <laughs> I I totally relate to something like this. I mean, my room is full of like figures and stuff, and there are some You're that like, I here's definitely... where I eat, here's where I sleep, here's where I shit. Now look at my wall of anime. Exactly. I I definitely feel that way about a lot of stuff that I have. Uh, one of the writers, I think it might have been Chris McKenna who wrote this episode, still has this. That's pretty and awesome. posted a picture of it not that long ago. Yeah, I think that's pretty great, too. It's got an actual rolling boulder. I wonder, do you think they they must have bought this as a collectible, or did they have someone build it? Uh, Troy and Abed? Or Abed? Oh, I wonder. Uh, I Oh, like in the show. Not, yeah. I, uh, in universe. That's got to be like bought as a collectible, I feel like. And then one thing, it's funny, but what was the point of Britta saying sexy a bunch of times to Abed? I think she was trying to, like, say how much she likes his house and that it's cool and, like, good for, you know, people, girls will like it if they come over type of thing. It's like a bachelor's pad, you know, but I think it's funny. Shirley's pizza 
<laughs> doesn't look that bad to me. Obviously, ketchup is a no-go. Yeah. Cream cheese is probably a no-go, but it kind of looks like ovalini mozzarella on the pizza. Mm. But it also does look like the meat might be hot dogs. Yeah, it looks like something that's just large, like a large Lunchable pizza, but a little yeah. worse. I'm impressed that she managed to put a crust together like that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know. The the Shirley, okay, so the Shirley dynamic in this episode, everyone's annoyed with Shirley because she's baking a lot and that's her only thing. I feel like they're kind of giving her shit for no reason. She's just being nice and contributing to the party. Uh, if anything, there could have been a, comp- a conversation like, hey, Shirley, when we say the party's at eight, come closer to eight there could have or like, yeah surely maybe you're overstaying your welcome a little bit but what's wrong with her making the stuff for her friends yeah i think she must like there's got to be stuff going on outside of this episode that has led to this like her just constantly baking or things like that it but i don't know make, draws they, a line that maybe things aren't going well with her remarriage exactly that things are tough at home and so she's kind of coping by doing this to feel sure. useful or maybe her kids are getting older and so she's feeling less useful at home that something like true. that you know but well so she has I, like a newborn baby shouldn't that that's true <laughs> that, i really like abed in this when he's like oh no need we ordered real pizza and she's like but this is better i did this and this and abed pauses and but we ordered real pizza. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah. And Shirley's look after he says it, it just cuts her down. It's kind of mean, but that one makes sense because Abed's just Abed. Mm-hmm. I love when Annie hands him the plant and he like takes like a bite out of it. He's like... <laughs> Jeff and Pierce show up. Troy lets them in. Uh, uh, Jeff does some Jeff things. I wonder why Jeff and Pierce showed up together. Mm-hmm. Troy's trying really hard to be fancy. Chop busted, fellow adult. Chop busted. Do you think that because Jeff was sure to show up last, Pierce waited outside for Jeff to get there so that he hey, could show up with him? Show up and look fashionably late yeah. and cool with him. Another thing, even Pierce has a decent thread in this episode that has to do with he's a little jealous that Troy and Abed are moving yeah. in together because Troy used to be his roommate and, and he's feeling really alone. And the way that they pepper that in with all of the structural shenanigans that they've going on throughout the episode, just like all the other subplots, like with Annie and and mm-hmm. all of the characters it's really nice to see how it it ebbs and flows with the episode yeah and the bit with jeff is super funny it, it makes a lot of sense that abed would make up the opening of a bar that would make sense or uh, would would make up the opening of a bar that would uh, appeal only to jeff and that jeff <sighs> would keep this night clear so he could end up coming to the party that's a stroke of genius from Abed. Yeah, that's hilarious. And that the fact that the one just for Jeff was single malt. He he like he just saw those words. It's like, ooh, single malt, boobs, billiards, Premium platinum. Boobs billiards, wow. Platinum, yeah. He said, I'm a platinum man. I'll go to that. After the theme song. So right before it, they uh, announced that they were going to play Yahtzee. And I like Jeff's charades, but he's like, should mm-hmm. we play charades instead? Uh, they all sit around at the table. They're ready to play Yahtzee, and Troy's like, "All right, let's go." Starts to shake some dice and opens up the instructions how to play Yahtzee. <laughs> I love that they probably were like, "Okay, what's a good game to play with a group?" And they probably Googled it or something, and it said, "Or oh, they Yahtzee. found a Yahtzee." Yeah. <laughs> and while they're setting up the game and kind of talking about it, that's when the intercom buzzes, which is the the pizza guy, and it starts up the whole thing of this episode. That, that someone has to go get the pizza. Nobody wants to, so they all nose goes, and everyone does it at once, so there's no way to tell who has to go do it. And Jeff, and 
that's one thing I want to ask. Is it clear? Was it clear to you right away watching the episode no. for the first time that Jeff was leaving himself out of it? No. It's one of those things that is so obvious. It is. There's so clearly seven of them, and Jeff would totally do this. But the first time you watch it, for whatever reason, you're so distracted by all the things that they have going on. Yeah. You don't really realize until the end that Jeff is so quickly came up with something that leaves himself out. I feel like about halfway through was when I was like, oh, hold on a minute. Okay, if that was that, and I'm like, there's only three left. Who's not going to get one? And not realizing that Jeff was the, you know. Yeah, and Abed is really great in this episode. The way that he, time after time, delivers. By doing this, you're creating six different timelines. And Jeff's, of course I am, Abed. And then he throws the dice, and we get that little bit of animation that helps us hop from Mm -hmm. timeline to timeline, which is another thing about this episode that makes it all the more iconic. It's such a cool visual that takes us out of the the bottle episode of it all just a little bit. Yeah, I I was thinking when I was watching this that technically this is kind of a bottle episode because it all takes place in this apartment, but it doesn't feel like like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. The first one up is Annie. Uh, one thing that they pointed up, pointed out on the commentary, so every time one of these starts, it starts with Britta putting on the song, or mm-hmm. not, when Britta's the one going to yeah. get the pizza. Uh, and it also starts usually with Jeff standing up and hitting his head on the fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this first time it happens, Annie is gone when he hits his head, and Jeff says, ow, and acts like it hurts. Mm-hmm. All the other times when Annie is there, he's like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm fine. Yeah, I never noticed that. Which is that. a nice little detail. Everyone kind of goes off to do their thing while they're waiting on the pizza. This first one is uh, pretty low-key, I suppose, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot happens here. Britta goes to the bathroom. It, we're being introduced to all of these things that are going to be recurring throughout the episode. And there's the hilarious Troy pregnancy <laughs> test bit. I like the way Jeff's when he asks what a pregnancy test looks like. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's a little piece of plastic with a little plastic thing." Mm-hmm. Troy's like, "Yep, this is definitely a gun." And it's <laughs> a gun that he's holding up with a pencil. So funny. Chekhov's gun immediately, and what a way to introduce it that just kind of yeah. makes sense with what Annie's got going on. And of course, it's going to go off later, but you don't think too much about mm-hmm. it. I also like that what causes Brady to feel the need to go to the bathroom and smoke weed is that Jeff wouldn't let her sing Roxanne, and I I, I feel that. You're harshing my vibe, Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) Jeff gets up to get a drink after Pierce hands Troy the housewarming gift. So that's one in in the timeline Mm -hmm. of how many times he does it. Jeff hits himself in the head with the ceiling fan. And that's one of the things in this episode that happens a hundred times and still makes me laugh every time. It's funny every time. (laughs) Especially the way Pierce laughs to it. This is a good Pierce episode. Yeah, it is. I think everybody really has a good episode here. Yeah. Shirley shows up with her pies that look incredible. Mm -hmm. And she has the little, okay, don't fight over them. You can fight a little. I thought that's pretty funny. Abed is so Abed that he's standing outside of the bathroom when Britta comes out and just instantly smells weird. (laughs) Smells weird. What did you do? (laughs) So we were talking a little bit earlier whether or not throughout the whole episode Britta was supposed to be smoking weed. Of course she was. Mm -hmm. Do you think Abed has never smelled marijuana before this moment? I think that he probably has never smelled it and known what it is maybe. Sure. I, he's watched enough TV to yeah, probably he knows know what, what it is, is, but not would, would not have ever smelled it. Mm-hmm. it. Smells weird. What did he do? <laughs> How <laughs> awful would it be to be someone like Britta that has a friend like Abed that is a little stoned and trying to hide it? Yeah. And immediately you open the door and smells weird. What did he do? <laughs> exactly. I, 
I'd, I'd, I'd be very anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love one thing that made me laugh every single time is pizza's pizza pizza going tummy me so hungry me so hungry I don't know why it made me laugh I think it's just because it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous no one calls any attention to it and she <laughs> does it every single time <laughs> like not even Jeff was there to be like hungry they didn't do it here but later on every time that she does it it's right after like saying that something isn't dignified yeah and she pizza pizza in my tummy <laughs> really really funny they talk a little bit about the pizza guy not really much and he just references that he's weird but that sets up that Mm -hmm. the pizza guy is kind of going to be a recurring thing through all these threads and then the episode really really kicks off when abed says i wonder what happened in all those other timelines Mm -hmm. jeff says stupid abed and then the episode shows us we get to find out what happens in those other timelines and i think that's this is like the moment where you're like oh cool this is what this is you know this is how it's gonna go but I don't yeah. think that anyone watching for the first time could have foreseen kind of how I I, I really wish I could go. rewatch right. this for the first time and just experience some of the insane stuff that happens, you know, like for the first time. That'd be cool. Yeah, because uh, it starts so unassumingly with the mm-hmm. housewarming party. You think, OK, it's probably a bottle episode. Maybe yeah. we're getting another cooperative calligraphy. And we kind of do a little bit, but it's yeah. so much more than that. Mm hmm. So we get another role. We see the same scene again. You're creating six different timelines. Of course I am, Abed. Jeff smarmily gets himself out of the situation, throws the dice. We get to a four, which makes Shirley next. So this is going to be the timeline where Shirley leaves, and she (laughs) says, make sure you remember my pies, and of course they don't. Uh, Jeff, even as soon as she leaves, tells everyone that they're not allowed to eat the pies. (laughs) That's a little too far. We were talking about if they were right to kind of harp on Shirley in this episode, and why would they not at least eat? You know what I mean? Yeah, like I get they don't want her to be baking this much, but I feel like completely not eating the stuff that she's yeah that she's made and worked hard on. <laughs> uh, Jeff says that they tried to talk to her and she ignored them, but th- what they're doing isn't exactly right in the situation. Yeah, I don't think I liked how it, it, it's a really funny turn off when Jeff's like, I I just don't want, like being the bad guy, and then immediately <laughs> makes Britta stop singing being the bad guy. <laughs> Every time, every timeline, it's funny. No matter what happens, Jeff makes Britta stop singing. Britta goes to the bathroom to smoke weed. Yeah. And Pierce mentions banging Eartha Kitt in an airplane bathroom. <laughs> All the connections that he makes to it, especially because the first time he was like, oh, you know, it just came up organically. Every time that he weasels it into the conversation, it's even more... <laughs> It, it's even less fitting to the conversation. Yeah. It's just like, it's where my brain went. <laughs> and nobody gives him the time of day. I feel like if I knew someone that had sex with Eartha Kitt, I'd be like, hell oh yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yzma, come on. Mm-hmm. Marcus. Come Madame Zaroni. Yeah. Okay, her up the mountain. This timeline, Pierce also hands Troy the present, and this time he actually opens it, and we get the explanation about the Norwegian troll. A really funny bit. It's so funny and so Troy that he's so deeply affected by it every time he sees it. I really like it a lot. It's terrifying. This is very sadistic of Pierce. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Troy must have been terrified of it when he lived in the mansion. <laughs> and he's just doing this to like teach him a lesson. Jeff lets out such an evil laugh. Yeah, Troy's really upset about it. It's not very nice. 
But still, in this timeline also, <laughs> Jeff stands up, hits his head when he's trying to get a drink. Pierce laughs at it. And this one starts another kind of subplot where uh, Annie and Jeff, depending on the timeline, they try to go to the bathroom to yeah. tend to Jeff's wound. And then they, uh, Britta's in the bathroom. So they go to the kitchen, I believe. Meanwhile, Shirley comes in with the pizza. We get another pizza pizza dance, and Shirley finds out right away that her pies have burnt terribly. I think it's a little unrealistic that the pies burnt so bad so yeah. fast, or that, or that the pies needed to be taken out at the exact pristine second for it to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, those pies were f- before she left. It well, and the thing is that she knew they needed to come out, just be like, hey, can somebody take my pies out now? Not, don't let my pies burn. Or like, let me take out my pies real quick, and then I'll go get the pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Googly eyes. <laughs> I like the googly eyes bit. Uh, Shirley blames them all making googly eyes at each other, even, and she's the only serious grown adult. Uh, and we get a little bit where they all kind of make googly eyes at each other. Annie at Jeff, Jeff at Britta, Britta at Troy, Troy at Abed, Abed, <laughs> Abed at with Pierce, the uh, but eyebrows. Troy at Pierce for the troll. Abed always comes in with the facial expressions lately. For someone who is so stoic, he always has these slight facial tics that make me laugh so hard. Yeah, and like you said, that bit with uh, Pierce holding the troll, waiting for Troy to turn his head, and Troy gets so spooked is great. Yeah. Uh, In this timeline, Shirley starts crying and leaves when Mm -hmm. she feels so, I guess, disrespected or unthought of by the group. And, And... Abed again there's another little bit with the Indiana Jones thing he sets up another timeline I wonder what happened in the other timelines uh, because it doesn't feel right yeah Jeff points out that Shirley had a nervous breakdown and and Abed can feel that like this isn't really how it was supposed to be I wonder what happened in all the other timelines now we can like get to them yeah nervous breakdown this Chevy kind of maybe doesn't kill it, but seems to also be putting in a little bit more effort this episode. Yeah, I think it's 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 one that everyone is at least putting in enough to nail what they have going. I mean, this isn't maybe as committed Pierce as in Dungeons and Dragons, but he doesn't have to be mm. for this episode. Yeah, and but at the same time, everyone's on camera pretty much the entire episode, mm-hmm. so he can't like be too lazy either because yeah. he's always on. Another timeline we get. We get interrupted out of that one. We get another roll of the dice, another of the same line between Jeff and Abed. I wonder how many times they film the same scene. <laughs> right. Because I think Probably it's a little a bit different every time. I feel like it is, or at least it's cut differently every time. I also like right there, there's an act break right when Jeff throws up the dice. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool way to cut to a commercial. Yeah. And then after the commercial, we go to the next timeline. Imagine turning on Community. You missed the first 10 minutes of it or whatever. <laughs> Because usually on a sitcom, oh, I missed the beginning, but I like that show. I want to go watch the rest of it. I'll be able to figure it out. And then after the commercial, the first thing you see is this graphic, and I'd be so confused. Yeah, like, what the hell? Three is the number this time, which leads to Pierce. I liked how I'm pretty sure when Pierce leaves, it's one of the, and Annie kind of too, it's one of the only timelines where nothing bad really happens. Yeah. Because when Pierce goes to pick up the pizza, everyone just kind of does their thing, has fun together, and then Pierce comes back. Mm Mm-hmm. Shirley goes to check on her pies. Jeff shoots Britta down yet again. Britta goes to the bathroom to smoke pot. And we're starting to get a little bit more about Choi in, in this one. Yeah, uh, I think this is this is one of the timelines that makes this, I think, such a great episode. Why do you say that? I think that the conversation between Troy and Britta is so good. 
Mm-hmm. I think the how annoyed Shirley is with Annie and Jeff's googly eyes mm-hmm. are fantastic. I don't know. This one is one that, like, for me, I really give two two thumbs up. Jeff undermining Troy's uh, how he's trying to find his his manhood, you know, and mm-hmm. and it making Troy feel down, and how that kind of brings Troy and Britta together. Well, uh, and I think we have gotten to see flashes of how mature Troy has come in like mixology and things like that. But this is one where we actually see Troy kind of, you see what he goes through when he's not around the group. He's always smiling like, ha ha. Yeah. But, it, but it a lot of people do that. that people and take him down. Yeah. Troy, it shows that Troy is a real person and he's not just the good natured goofy guy. I mean, he is, but it's mm-hmm. probably a bit of a, a coping mechanism. Yeah. Because he knows that, you know, when Jeff says this stuff, if he just kind of laughs it off, then he seems like the cool, mature guy who can take a joke as opposed to, you know, when it does hurt his feelings. Mm-hmm. This whole bit is genius. Britta trying to cover up that she's smoking <laughs> weed, saying she's smoking a cigarette. And like I mentioned, being one of my favorites, Troy saying, I'm a man, <laughs> taking out a really fancy cigarette case. It's full of candy cigarettes. Were you ever, <laughs> were you ever a candy cigarette boy? Oh, yeah. I thought they were so cool. I had the, like, X-Men. You know the yeah, little X Men packs with them, yeah. It was like it was like Wolverine, the Hulk, were like you maybe like Iron Man or something. Not supposed to eat the candy cigarettes. My mom did not want me to have those. My no. mom didn't either. Yeah, she was like, "No, because you're not going to smoke a real cigarette, and smoking's not cool." And you were like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> I was like, "I think you're wrong." Actually, I didn't think smoking smoking's not cool. Smoking isn't cool. Smoking is not. Sometimes cool. people look cool when they're doing. Yeah, it. that's the thing. But and having a like, being a smoker isn't cool. No, no. Although you know what's funny is I do kind of sometimes feel that Chandler thing where you don't want to smoke a cigarette, but every time you smell one, sometimes you're like, "That's a nice smell." But then sometimes I smell it, and I'm like, "Disgusting." Lily and I have that sometimes. We'll be like, well, like if we go out to a bar or something, we'll be mm-hmm. like, man, I kind of want a cigarette. Everyone else has yeah. one. But, but then you buy a pack and it's $8 and you smoke one hit of one. You're like, oh, well, that's no, no. That's well, a very, great very thing to keep me from ever buying a pack of cigarettes here in Chicago is how freaking expensive they are. They're like 15 bucks a pack. That's outrageous. The tobacco tax here is outrageous. It's like crazy, crazy. That's outrageous. So don't smoke, kids. Bad for you. But, of course, this week's uh, sponsor <laughs> is Marlboro. Marlboro. Marlboro Red for the working man. Marlboro Black if you really hate your lungs and want to die faster. Marlboro. Marlboro. We still have... The we cowboy can't show- <laughs> killer. Kids, one day you'll be a cowboy, too. So just think about good old Marlboro Reds until the second you turn 18 and then... Run, hop, skip, and jump to your nearest cigarette salesman and live that lifelong dream of adulthood. Marlboro, do you want to let people know that you don't want to be alive? Marlboro, is your kid crying too loud? Roll up the linda, roll up the windows and spark one up. They'll quiet right Marlboro Red, now with 30% less Surgeon General's warning. Marlboro, did you accidentally eat some apple seeds and you want to kill the poison in your stomach? (laughs) Spark up a couple of these bad boys. Thank you for the sponsorship. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with these 800 packs of cigarettes that they sent me. I think I'm going to start selling them in a prison. 
Hey, there you go. You know, I hear they they do really well at bus stops, but like oh, that's good school to know. bus stops. Yeah, that's good. I'll remember that. I I mean, I've been hanging out at them anyway, so I might yeah. as well make a couple. Roll up, roll out. down the window, say hey, you hey kids Johnny, be cool? hey kids. <laughs> I like that Annie uh, calls Jeff out on uh, being kind of mean to to Troy. I like to see that. Yeah, because you know Annie can recognize when Jeff is being an ass. But it leads right to them being able to like touch up on each other. Mm-hmm. Annie's like, "Let me move your hair and touch your face." And... Do you think they had to be careful because if uh, Allison touches Joel's hair too much, the hair plugs will fall out? <laughs> That'd be funny. Not so rough. Britta and Troy have a really nice conversation in the bathroom. I love that they're doing it over eating the candy together. Mm-hmm. I love the references to olives next to the toilet because it's a fancy party, Britta. Man, <laughs> good stuff. And and Britta shows some rare, as of late, understanding of Jeff and why he acts the way that he does. And, and yeah. how he, and, and she really nicely tells Troy that uh, that your manliness is disconnected from the type of things that, that like, we, you're a man, so just be... You know what I mean? I feel like she's yeah. able to put it in a way that, that means a lot to Troy. So when Troy says, wow, Britta, you're really cool, it feels really earned, even though they've known each other for so long at this point. Yeah, and I think this is the first time that... Because I think the group definitely is kind of split into, you know, Pierce... And then Shirley is yeah. viewed as a little bit older than Jeff kind of ropes himself in with the Britta group. And then there's Annie, Troy, and, Troy and Abed. And Abed right. and I think this is the first time that Britta sees Troy as like an equal peer in terms of like the maturity level. Yeah. And I think that that kind of opens both of their eyes a little bit. In this timeline, nothing truly terrible happens. It's basically the stuff that happens in all the other ones, except Troy and Britta in this timeline are a lot more googly-eyed at each other mm-hmm. than any of the other ones. What do you think about that? What do you think about the hints at Troy and Britta in this episode? Do you like it? Are you down? I do like it. You know, uh, you know, of the ships, I don't love any of them, but that's my favorite one. Honestly, I don't mind Troy and Britta. I don't mind Jeff and Britta sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Next As time we get our, our flood of angry emails about our lack of respect for the Jeff and Annie ship. I get it. I get why people like it. I, I'm just not crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Jeff throws the dice again. Where are we going? We're going to number six. So it goes to Britta. When Britta leaves, this is a good one. This is the yeah, this pizza is guy one. one. Things start to go crazy in this one. Mm-hmm. Pierce's line that he draws to talk, he's like, uh, you know what this makes me think of? Air, airplane, airplane travel. Been on a lot of airplanes once. It was their <laughs> ticket and we f***ing uh, thing. <laughs> and Shirley always immediately is like, okay, I don't want to hear that. I'm going to check on my pies. Then it's kind of awkward and quiet around the table for a second. Uh, <laughs> Troy does his... <laughs> What what makes Jeff stand up to get a drink this time is Troy going, you guys are my best friend. <laughs> and Jeff stands up, hurts himself, and Annie and Jeff go off to make googly eyes at each other. This time they get to go to the bathroom because Britta's gone. And Troy says, do I need to refill the toilet olives? <laughs> I've been already on it. They're good. Want to stay up all night talking? This one really emphasizes how Troy and Abed are so cool being codependent with each other. And yeah. Pierce is feeling jealous that his old roommate has found a better roommate. <laughs> so in this one, number three, we get Pierce giving Troy the present. And it's a moment where Troy's like, wow, thanks, Pierce. And Pierce feels kind of good about himself. Oh, so he didn't in the last one either because... um. 
Troy was with Britta. Yeah, you're right. It didn't okay, happen. Okay, so we're in the three last of four three. so far. Yeah. At this time, Jeff and Annie are in the bathroom when Annie tends to Jeff's wound. And it's interesting how that changes the dynamics a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're not on display. They're alone. So things are allowed to get a little bit more flirty than they do when Shirley's in the kitchen or everyone else is in the other room. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have a nice conversation. I'll be honest. The stuff with Jeff and Annie didn't bother me a ton throughout this episode. What do you think? I think it makes more sense in the context of this episode because it was like there was the whole thing – a couple episodes ago. Was it the last episode or the one before where they had... I think it was the one before. It was the where one there was before. Like Jeff and, and this was supposed to air right after that, so I think it makes sense contextually. Yeah, but it also... Uh, yes and no, because Annie's like a whiny baby in that episode. Yeah. And in this one, she's... I, I like this version of Annie so much better. And I'm too. more willing to give Jeff and Annie the benefit of the doubt when Annie is presented as an adult. Yeah, like definitely. Like fully an adult. You kind of forget her age, how young she's supposed to be in this one, and that helps. Well, because she is an adult, mm-hmm. but when the show makes it, when the show makes her act like a kid, it makes it feel even weirder. It makes it feel even more like Jeff's attracted to a kid exactly. and not an adult. Uh, so in this timeline, they all walk into to Pierce, really all in Troy's face with the troll, and feel the terror of the Norwegian troll. <laughs> I like the thing uh, when when Abed says that that Pierce is jealous, and Pierce says, "I'm not jealous, or why would I be jealous? Because you're lonely and crazy." He calls Abed lonely and crazy, oh. and then it kind of shows that it's way more about Pierce than it is anybody else. And then it, the chaos builds, <laughs> and it's cr- what's nice is the way the chaos builds in this episode because in this one now. Britta comes inside with the pizza guy, Toby. They're holding hands. They're going to get married. She's sucking all on his fingers and, like, kissing The one all that creeped out even stuff. Pierce. <laughs> Pierce says all the good pizza guys do porn now, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, the, the chaos really builds. And it's you're like, wow, how can it get much crazier than this? And it only mm-hmm. continues to build after this. Yeah. Good timeline. This is probably one of my favorites of the timelines. Mm-hmm. This one's funny. Britta <laughs> knowing this guy for literally seconds and they're getting married. I like in this one when Abed mentions the other timelines that now there's another party. Now there's Toby who's like, whoa, there are other timelines. <laughs> and that's what gets the buzz. I like how the buzz of the doorbell is what takes us out of whatever reality we're in. Yeah, it's like I our reset. That's a really nice touch. Yeah. So again, we see the the throw of the dice, the nose goes, uh, the the multiple timelines bringing up. Man, the the breakneck speed of how this is all edited together is so perfect. It's really good. The way that they do repeat a lot of the same things a bunch of a bunch of times, but it never feels like they're mm-hmm. wasting too much time spending it on the same thing. Uh, there's the framing devices, and then the craziness that builds off of what happened yeah. all the other times too beautiful this time we get one so troy gets to go uh troy's really disappointed to go get the pizza (laughs) because he doesn't want to miss anything with his friends which i think is really cute yeah but what we get here is what goes on to become the darkest timeline isn't it it is this is the this is the the straw that Sets the the camels drinking Joe water Camel. aflame. Joe By our Camel, our second sponsor of the week, Camel Cigarettes. Do you want to be cool in a leather jacket and drive a hot car? Smoke Camel Cigarettes. Camel Cigarettes will get you there till the cancer. Do you want to smoke so many cigarettes that we send you a leather jacket? Camel's the way to go. 
How many boxes do you think that? Because you know, that was a thing back in the day where you would send in your cigarette boxes. It was like comic book toys and stuff, or whatever. Yeah. You would send, or like uh, bazooka bubblegum wrappers. You collect them. But there was a, a camel one, and if you yeah. smoked enough of them, you got this really cool leather jacket. I'm sure it was a that shit had ton. a camel on it. Yeah. Camel hmm. cigarettes. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Sure, we're an evil corporation, but at least we're aware of it. Yeah. Camels. Camel. So the the darkest timeline goes on to become something very important to the show that's visited on a lot throughout the rest of this season and next season. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest, I really wish it would have stayed in this episode. I would be okay with it being referenced in an after-the-credits scene. Well, that's what happens in the future, and I'm okay with that. But Season like four, once, I think, is where yeah. they take it too far. They, they they harp on it a few too many times, so it kind of dampens how much I like, not this part, but the tag at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. but not really, because you can't blame any of it on this episode. The only reason that they went back and did it a thousand times was because it worked so well in this one. Yeah, I think they just used it too much, and they try to do too much with it. I like how it is in this episode, and I like how it is used later in this season, I think. Yeah, I like how in this timeline we cut a couple of times to the the boulder from the Indiana Jones thing rolling on the ground, and it's kind of a tense shot that we keep going back to, and, and it's obvious that something's about to happen. Jeff hurts himself again. Britta, or sorry, Britta's in the bathroom. Jeff and Annie, <laughs> Jeff and Annie are going off to take care of, of Jeff's wound, and then Brit, sorry, Annie trips on the boulder, and I thought the shot of the table going up and everything really flying good. off of it was really well captured, and that sets off some true chaos. Everything's scattered. The gun in Annie's bag <laughs> goes off when she tosses it. <laughs> Pierce kicks his <laughs> present over, which is what uh, reve- like the- will reveal the troll to Troy when he steps in because it's just out. He didn't know mm-hmm. about the present or anything in this timeline. Pierce is shot. He starts yelling about how he's dying. Poor Shirley gets blood spurted all over her in the pies. Abed goes to call 911 <laughs> but fixes his, his Indiana Jones first. Britta comes out with the joint in her mouth, drops it to the ground, setting off gasoline. How did how No, did... it's the it's the Serbian rum. Oh, sure. The alcohol catches mm-hmm. fire. And now the apartment's on fire. Everybody's screaming. One thing that I thought was really funny about this was Britta all stone goes water. 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 And then if you watch her in the <laughs> background of the rest of this to keep herself busy, she gets one glass of water and tosses yeah. it and it doesn't do anything. It's hilarious. She's like, I and got it. Maybe the most one of the most iconic memes, certainly of recent times from mm-hmm. community, is this shot of Troy walking in, seeing all of the horror. His eyes are so wide, <laughs> but all of the added context of what's actually going on in the episode makes the bit even funnier than the meme. Yeah. Is. All the fire, and then of course him realizing that the troll is at the center of this <laughs> in embers, just staring at him. Man, so many good things that the episode builds up and 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 things like the troll and and I don't know things that they tell you to remember these things because they're mm-hmm. going to be more important and crazy later without you feeling at all like you're being catered to. Yeah. And man, that's my favorite type of humor and it builds so well and this is such a great explosion of it. And I'm also very glad that that's not the last one. That's not the end of the episode. I know, because it could have been really easy to end there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We get cut out of of Troy screaming by the buzz in another timeline. I believe this is the last of the six timelines. Yes. 
Uh, Jeff throws the dice. He creates the timelines. And who is it this time? Abed. Yes, Abed gets to go this time. And I think this one really kind of hammers home the role that Abed has in this group. I want to say, too, about the Darkest Timeline one before we go on to this one, that I think it sets in well what Troy is to the group, too. I gave him my season two MVP because I feel like he's often the heart and the emotional Mm -hmm. anchor. When he's not there, things went crazier than when anybody else was Yeah, it's true. In this Abed timeline, things start just like they always do. Abed is the only person who asks for money from everyone. to Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was good on him. Mm -hmm. The only person that gives him any money is Jeff, but it looks like he slips to 20. Mm-hmm. And no one's paying attention to Pierce, so he just, I banged Eartha Kitt. <laughs> and no one cares. The song starts. Jeff shuts Britta down for the 20th time. Britta goes to the bathroom. And what goes on in this one? Oh, right there, there's a moment yeah, that, that Troy Lily pointed out to me. Troy kind of looks at Britta's ass, mm-hmm. and Jeff kind of sees Troy look at it and doesn't seem to feel great about it. And that's why he's like, I'm getting a drink. I'm getting a drink. And he hits his head again. Another laugh, another... Annie going to help him. And I think maybe, because this is the timeline where Jeff and Annie actually kiss each other. Yeah. I wonder if that drives Jeff to be maybe even a little bit more sexually driven in this timeline. Maybe. Because he's a little jealous I of I believe Troy. it, actually. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Because in all the other timelines, they almost kiss, but they don't. In yeah. this one, they do. Brit is smoking weed out of the window, so Jeff and Annie go to the kitchen uh, where Shirley's working on her pies. Meanwhile, Britta comes out of the bathroom. Nothing really crazy happens with Britta in the bathroom this time. She actually mm-hmm. gets to leave high as shit and <laughs> gets to make Shirley feel really good for a second because she takes one of the pies and talks about how much she loves it. And yeah. that's why Jeff and Annie get to kiss each other because Shirley leaves the kitchen. Mm-hmm. This is probably my second favorite of all of them. I think this one's really funny because it shows, you know, how much issue there is with all of them there and some of the awful things they'll say to each other but this one's still really funny yeah pierce gives the present again in this one but but troy doesn't get to open it in this one does that make four or five does that make five he does give him this one this is four four but he didn't in the last one but this is the one where troy just like tugs it and like it seems fun uh because troy and pierce kind of have a moment where Troy kind of explains his, his well, situation. Well, Troy gets and, to see it. He sees what it is. Does he? Okay. And yeah. he uh, he he thanks Pierce for letting him live with him. And it makes Pierce, of all people, feel kind of bad about what he was about to do and try to take mm-hmm. the present back. But Troy, he, you give Troy a box. It, Pavlov's gift. Yeah, right? He's, he's, he's going to open if, it. If there's a box, he's going to open it. Uh, meanwhile, Britta kind of says a bunch of stupid things to Shirley and then says, and I've been here like, hey, don't take everything with a grain <laughs> of salt. I'm really high right now. And Shirley is really offended by that. It really sets her off and it makes her really mad. Meanwhile, it's intercut. It's intercut beautifully. We cut mm-hmm. Jeff and uh, Jeff and Annie kiss each other. Troy and Pierce are wrestling over the the gift and, and Pierce is yelling nice gifts that he'll get him instead of this one. <laughs> The kiss between Jeff and Annie in this episode is really steamy. It goes on for a it while. It goes it's on for a, a second. It, it's lip locking. And mm-hmm. I think, okay, Jeff and Annie, just a little bit in this episode. Mm. There's a lot less that bugs me about it in this one. I don't think they should ever date each other. Yeah. But I think this expression of building tension works pretty well. 
I'll give you that. I I don't I don't disagree. And the show gets to kind of work their way out of it because it didn't really happen. Exactly. Shirley calls Britta a drug addict. Britta calls her a pie pusher, pushing pies to get love. It, the chaos does build. Do you think this is the second most chaotic one? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Well, Britta brings is going to marry a pizza guy in That's one of true. them. That's true. This one, the gang, the gang just kind of gets in a fight with each other. Okay, so this is the third most. And mm-hmm. and the way that the kiss between Annie and Jeff, is, the way that it ends and the way that it gets cringy and they have to like act like it didn't happen afterwards, I yeah. even don't mind this. It's awkward, but it should be, and it is, and it, they let it be, and they're like, okay, that was weird, in a way that works for me better than they usually are when they're like, okay, that was yeah. weird. I demand, Troy, to, be I demand to be housewarmed. It's so funny. But yeah, <laughs> Annie starts telling Jeff. It is weird that Annie goes back for another kiss after saying it. Mm-hmm. But Annie compares Jeff to her dad, which is a little bit telling of Annie. Yeah. Don't love that, but it kind of makes sense. And the bubblegum lip gloss mixed with the dad talk turns Jeff off. <laughs> so they had their little moment and it, and it doesn't happen. Meanwhile, you're right. The the troll shoots out of the box. Uh, Pierce was trying to hide it from Troy. And again, Troy is just terrified by it. Abed comes back in with the pizza. Godless hippie skank. As Shirley calls Britta a godless hippie skank. Troy calls Pierce a sick old man that's sad and he hopes that he dies alone. And Abed mm. is not bothered by anything that's going nope. on. He doesn't notice really the chaos at all. Everyone's pretty bummed out in this one. Uh, honestly... This isn't the darkest timeline. This this timeline feels most in line with the way the study group has been with each other lately. Yeah. So I think maybe that helps make what we're about to get emotionally resonating. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But Abed is not phased at all that everything went wrong. In fact, he hopes that this is the real timeline because he found a nickel in the hallway, even though everybody <laughs> hates each other. But it's not the real timeline, and now we get the real timeline. The buzzer goes off. Jeff sets up who's going to go get the pizza. We create six different timelines. And he throws up the dice. And before it can land anywhere, Abed catches it. And boy, do I love the way that this is shot. The way you see it go up and down in the graphic. And then Abed put his fist over it. I don't think you should do it. I love this moment too. And I think Abed being the person who ties this all together makes so much sense with something Mm -hmm. that's so conceptually heavy. And Abed says some things that are a little emotionally heavy for him, but that makes sense. And it would have made, it it, it makes it way more meaningful that Abed ties this together than if Jeff did like he always does. I think it's perfect. Do you think this works well, the way that they try to tie it all together? Oh, yeah. I think... This is an A plus episode, like the highest A plus you can give something. Absolutely, you know. Uh, and I, think in fact, when I think when I think of a TV grading scale, I think A is the highest. You don't give an A plus. You don't really get A pluses in school. You get an A, right? But this episode is one of the like maybe one in a thousand episodes of television Mm -hmm. that deserves an A plus. A plus. Yeah, And I also like that even Abed kind of gives a reason why they shouldn't do all the timelines. He still at the end reveals that the real thing is that Jeff has been an asshole this whole time. Or, or yeah. not really this whole time because it happens in a manner of seconds, right? Uh, that that Jeff did this to get out of ever having to be the one to go down and get the pizza. Which makes it so fair that he has to be the one to go get the pizza. <laughs> And I also like that Jeff is like, you got me. Jeff laughs and he's like, you got me. I'll go do it. And everyone else is like 
they kind of are like, really, Jeff? But they're kind of laughing at it, too. You crafty jackrabbit is what Annie calls him. Yeah, you can tell. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell that there's a good vibe between the study group in this timeline, even with Jeff getting caught. They're having a Mm -hmm. good time together. It's called a friendship. Look it up. So Jeff goes and gets the pizza. Britta stops. Britta starts the song. And in this timeline, there's no Jeff. He he still hits his head on the fan, which is great. But in this (laughs) timeline, there's no Jeff to stop Britta from singing the song. So she starts singing and the other girls encourage her. Meanwhile, of course, Pierce still mentions Eartha Kitt. Shirley still goes to get her pies. And they all just jam out to this kind of bop of a song together. They all dance. It seems like in this plot line, you're right. Didn't Community say how did Shirley's pies not get yeah. burnt in this one if they're so time restraint? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wonder. Do we see the pies? I think the episode just ends. I don't think, I think we the see episode the pies. ends, yeah. It becomes a dance party between everyone. Abed has a really cute smile. He's tapping to the song. Uh uh, and the moment that I also think is really sweet here when mm-hmm. Annie says, I really love your place because they have good vibes. And Abed just says, well, you should move in. I think well, but that's then a really Do you notice Troy's moment. face when he says that? Is he kind of like, I don't know about that. Well, Troy looks up at Annie and kind of nice. And he looks at Abed and kind of like leans forward like, hey, bro, we just moved in together. Slow your roll. Yeah, but I still think it's a really sweet moment between the you should move in. And then the look that Annie gives, I think, is a really sweet mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Pierce throws away Pierce the scary throws doll. the gift away. Jeff comes in with all the pizzas to see everyone dancing. One thing I did notice, so Pierce throws the throws the gift away, and then here in a second it looks like he puts something out the window. Well, he's picked it back up now. It's in his hands. So he picks it back up, it's in his hands, and then he does dump it out the window. Yeah. But then I notice for the rest of the shots, Pierce disappears. And I feel like that strongly has to do with Chevy Chase saying that he's not going to come have a dance party with everybody. <laughs> that must be it. Jeff says, you see what happens when I leave you alone, huh? Let's talk about the implications of this. Do you think the episode is implying that the group is at their best when Jeff is not there? Or that, or is that not true because they have a nice moment once Jeff gets back? Are they trying to say something negative about Jeff here? They might be because ultimately Jeff is part of the reason why all the bad stuff happened in the other timelines. Yeah. You know, because he concocted this thing. That, this whole thing in the first place. Yeah. But it's not exactly because he's a bad friend because they kind of no. laugh it off on him. Mm-hmm. So you don't think that they're saying that they'd be better off without him. I think it might be implying that a little bit. I don't yeah. know if that's not true. Sometimes. Jeff has grown, but he also regressed quite a bit in this season so far. That's true. Jeff's smile that he gives as he watches his friends dance though man is it heartwarming is that mm-hmm. what kind of made you tear up a little bit or was it just no all it wasn't it? jeff it was just all of them together you know and there's such good Troy's dancing room. is really cute yeah Shirley they're just having such Troy. fun together you know and, and they're they're a group of friends that are that they need each other you know if any one of them is gone for the most part things yeah. aren't the same here's what i'll say A lot of sitcoms have like big dance party moments all the Mm -hmm. time and it feels fake. It's like that's not how people act. They don't talk and sing and dance like the ways that they do on TV. This feels like a spontaneous, earned little dance party that this group has in a way that little moments like this do happen in real life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. 
Yeah, it, I love it makes him feel episode. like real people and real friends. Not just the end of this episode. I love every second of this yeah. episode. But the end ties it together in a way that is like a neat little bow for an episode that, like some of the other ones recently, could have been biting off too much than it could chew and kind of fall apart in the end. But they build it back. They build it up and tie it together beautifully. Yeah, they do. And. I, Roxanne is a fine song, but th- this this song. episode makes me love the song, and it makes me feel warm and happy when I hear it now because of this. Well, I use this song just about every day when I'm teaching. Yeah, and I always think of this episode. And that's the end of the episode, and what an A plus episode it is. I love this episode so much. Is this the best episode of Community? I think there's a real good chance that it is. I think so too. Let's talk about the Intag. I really like the Intag. I just don't like how many times they bring back the Darkest Timeline mm-hmm. thing after this. And because of that, I don't really like the end of this Intag where Abed, evil Abed, gives away like his plan. But I do yeah. like all the details in it about what happened to all of these people after that event. Mm-hmm. Pierce died. Annie's been sent off to an insane asylum. Shirley's become a deeply depressed alcoholic. Abed seems chill. He's just obsessed on what happened that night and yeah. how he can fix it. Troy tried to eat the troll doll to defeat it, f***ed up his throat, and now talks through like a a weird a weird thing through mm-hmm. his throat that gives him this high pitched voice, which is really funny. And Britta <laughs> dyed her hair has blue. a blue streak. Oh, and Jeff <laughs> lost an arm. Yeah, in the fire. I would just like to say, and I don't know why, but rugged, armless. Jeff does a little something for me. I see. And I don't know how to unpack that, but... Is it just the arm? Because he's had stubble like that on the show before. (laughs) Then I guess it must be the arm. Is it just the arm? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I'm not crazy about the the blue streak in Britta's hair. Maybe it's just because it's a little clip-on thing, but it doesn't look the best. Uh, well, there's not a lot to say about it. They they have this moment. Uh, Abed made goatees for them all to wear so they can tell that they're the real evil ones and they're going to try to find a way to get back to the real timeline, take over the lives of the, of, or the, of the bright timeline, take over the lives of mm-hmm. those people. And everyone kind of discounts it except for Troy. And they have the evil Troy and evil Abed and they yeah. do a clap clap over it. And, and that's the end of the episode, right? That's pretty much what happens. I think so, yeah. One thing I like, <laughs> Ovid says, put these on until you're able to grow your own about the fake <laughs> I like that bit. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. It doesn't fall flat, but if there is a low point to the episode, it is this timeline for me. But I do get how they couldn't they couldn't resist being like, what happened in that awful one? Apparently yeah. some other bits that were almost in this episode, they really wanted the pizza guy to be played by a celebrity. And yeah, they talked sure. to a bunch of people about it. And apparently there was going to be a dark timeline where Abed leaves with the pizza guy and becomes like a multi-million dollar screenwriter. And then mm. it cuts back to like him bragging about how great his life is and everyone else's life has turned miserable. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I, I can tell that this episode would have been so hard to write. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you can do anything in this one, but you yeah. can't do everything in this one. So you've got to find what works, put all that in the episode, make sure it makes sense and ties itself together. And they did. Yeah, I think they nailed it. 
One other thing I want to say is I feel like there's some really strong connective tissue between this episode and what Dan Harmon brings to the table on Rick and Morty. This oh, really sure. feels like a prelude to that. I don't really have anything to say but that, but uh, this almost feels like Community's version of a Rick and Morty concept. Yeah, and I think that this is where he figured out the formula that works a lot of the time on Rick and Morty with things like this. Well, that's the end of Remedial Chaos Theory. What a classic episode. And I'll be honest, of the classic episodes that we've done, like Paintball and and, uh, 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 Dungeons & Dragons, I think this one was the most fun to podcast about. Yeah, it was. I've had fun talking to you, and I'm looking forward to continuing to dive into Season 3 because we've gotten some of the lows. Now we've gotten the really high. Season 3 is going to be a ride. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Let's talk about some... MVP. I almost said MP3. Let's MP3 talk about player. our episode MP3 in the greatest, perhaps, episode of Community, the greatest, perhaps, sitcom episode of all time. Who is your MVP? Okay, so I want to give an honorable mention yeah. to Britta, because I great. think that Britta did have a great episode. Yeah, I didn't think of Britta, but Matt made me realize I know, me about too. how much of this is Britta. I think that's a great choice. Um, I want to give an honorable mention to Abed, who I think yeah. is a star in this episode, and he's great. He's but my the MVP one who conceptually Troy. puts it all together. It's Troy. Why? Yeah, I think that Troy was just so funny, and I think that even throughout the end tag, whenever he was on the screen, he was the funniest one there. And maybe he didn't tie things together as well as Abed did or create the whole reality that we have like Abed did. But I think he, he might be more of a most. connective tissue between all of the timelines than exactly because think he's got his thing with Britta. He's got his thing with Jeff. He's got his thing with Pierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I it's Troy for me as well. All the same reasons. Not a lot to add to it. Uh, but this is one of many community episodes where every single study group member is just about evenly yeah played off i could see someone saying britta i could see someone saying abed i could see someone saying jeff perhaps totally uh i or annie i i really really love this episode but i think it's troy he's funnier and he feels more troy than he has in the last couple episodes for Mm -hmm. me you mentioned him and the intag being so funny i love his silly voice and then the little tickle expression he it's gives so if funny it, it hurts to talk it's troy this episode is so good i had so much fun talking about it and i think we did it i think we did zach i think we did it we've done it we made it well, let's talk about what's coming up next week i believe we're talking about horror fiction in seven spooky steps we are and i'm correct? excited because when we watched that for the halloween special it we was my least favorite a little bit I, I'm hoping that my mind changes now. I think in the context of the four Halloween episodes, I liked it the least. But, but in I the think, context of season three so far, you I might enjoy, enjoy it more. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to diving into it. I really love that episode. It might be one of my... I don't remember where I put it. I might have put it at third, but it might be my second. Mm-hmm. I really like that episode. Excited to dive into it. Send us in your trivia for that episode your episode mvp and what moment of the episode you think is the funniest over to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com and hang out with us on social media where can people find us well you can find us on the twitter at you can't disappoint we're on instagram at can't disappoint podcast and then we are on youtube and facebook under the name you can't disappoint a podcast nice I really enjoyed doing this, and if you want to support us, come hang out on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We're always having fun over there doing the live you can't disappoint. 
we're, <laughs> we're always having fun over there doing the live You Can't Disappreciate show, and we'll be back with that next week. Every Thursday we do that, and you get this show early every week. You get it on Thursday instead of Monday. It, it really helps us move this thing forward, and it really drives us to continue making the show the best that we can. It's been a lot of fun doing it. I'm glad we do it. Yeah, me too. We're almost halfway through 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 community. And then we never have to talk to each other ever again. Yeah, and I'm jumping chip. <laughs> well, from inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, what else should we throw out? Any other things that need thrown out? Um, if you're not vaccinated yet, why? Get vaccinated, please. Yeah, if you're not vaccinated yet, why? <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Roxanne! No, stop. 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 Well, uh, Stop. You don't have to put on a red light. See, I that doesn't man. sound Jamaican. That sounds like you being Shirley singing it. Which is like, you don't have to put on the red light. Those days are over. You don't have to sell your body to the night, man. Roxanne, man. That's enough. Uh, at some point, this is going to become cultural appropriation. So I think we just need to stop it. Goodbye. <laughs> Hooray, beer.